All right, here we go. <clears throat> whoa, whoa, whoa. Not sure people fully understand what's happening. But we're going to find out. What a flattering photo. Two guys with masks on. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway. Yes, yes, yes. No, this is the Noon Report Live. All right, we are standing by. Yep. Well, folks, at 12.06, good afternoon on this. My goodness, what a delightful Tuesday. Like, I'm going to run the first day of spring. <coughs> You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 .9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online. Always listen online <clears throat> at our website, which is dpetro.com. Now, this portion of the program, as we start, and it is a delightful uh, spring day. By the way, this uh, they have this type of weather in February in the D.C. area. For all the people that are questioning Coach Cooley and and um, <clears throat> making the move, let me let me also just say this: if you don't care about the Coach Cooley story, leaving Providence College, maybe it's not the type of story that you follow. But it doesn't mean it's not news. These people, one person actually, who can? Listen, I I am I'm telling you, folks, we are tightening things up on the website. I'm not going to put up with such foolishness. That's a, that's not your opinion. That's a stupid comment. Who cares? It's the lead local story. Perhaps what, maybe what you mean to say is, you know, I'm not really interested in that story. Then why are you commenting? I'm telling you, we are changing things up. I'm elim eliminating a lot of morons that have infiltrated into the Facebook page. Look at this. District of Columbia right now. 55. All right. Not that much nicer than it is here. But 73 on Thursday. And they're already into the 60s. Not by a lot. But, um, and then let alone if you start to, let me just go to, um, let's see, Arlington, Virginia, which is uh, same, 55 and sunny. Okay, all right, so they have a lot of the D.C. area. But anyway, weather, excuse me, weather. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show on this Tuesday, and it's brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations. Stop in and see them. Now, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnson and 5750 Post Road East Greenwich, AtMed Urgent Care. When you have a situation, emergency, that you need urgent care, go to AtMed Urgent Care. 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnson, right in the Atwood Medical Center. And right across from Felicia's, 5750 Post Road East Greenwich. They're both open seven days a week, both locations. They have doctors and nurses. 
They also have occupational medical services available at both locations. When you need urgent care, I have been in situations because of protesters and violence committed against one that I needed urgent care, not it's so important you need to wait six to seven hours. No, urgent care. I went to AtMed Urgent Care. DOT exams, drug testing, and a lot more. Two locations. Now, we're going to have an update coming up on the website, dipetro.com, which is brought to you by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. Lunch, dinner, drinks, and lounge. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. <coughs> Excuse me. I do want to touch on the Cooley thing. I do. Because I'll tell you, what's happening right now, and I'm hearing from different PC fans, and, and some people may not realize, when I, in my youth, Juan was actually a very good basketball player, and um, uh, and I, I certainly forever have followed mostly the college game. I mean, I follow the pro game, don't get me wrong, but I've also coached youth basketball, so it is definitely something, and, and we grew up a PC family going to PC games. So, but I, I, you know, I remember my older siblings, I had an older sibling who was at PC and when Ernie and Marvin were there. And then obviously later in life, you know, I have over the years interviewed, I've been, I became friendly with Marvin Barnes. I've obviously interviewed Ernie and, uh, and also Joe Hassett, of course. And then I remember some of those great PC teams. But let me explain what's happening right now as there's all this speculation over who, who the coach is going to be. And, and I don't think, with the exception of Kevin Mack, I don't, I don't think anyone else might have a feel for it. But you have to realize Providence, Providence College, which whether people realize it or not, and, and some of these people that it's annoying, like who cares? Listen, there's nothing else around here that attracts 12,000 people multiple times to go and see them. The P. Bruins don't do that. Listen, the Paw Sox are long gone. They certainly didn't do that. So, number one, for a long time, URI now has hit the skids since Coach Hurley left. Um, and even then, you know, the Ryan Center doesn't hit that. Providence College, for better or worse, has always, it's, it's the local professional team. It is, because we have no other professional franchise and the history of the school and the history of the program. And over the years, they've had, you know, produced some very good players and some, some good teams and some notable coaches. Obviously, the, you know, the Gavit era was big. And then, um, well, anyhow, <clears throat> which brings us to present day. Now, the Cooley era didn't start off great, but he was rebuilding after they had uh, hired Keno Davis, who was a miss was a total miss, and that was the wrong choice to pick for a coach. But where PC and Providence College finds themselves, where they find themselves today. Now, there's several observations, and I, I said some of this in the last hour, but I just want to repeat it. <clears throat> Number one, Providence was not fully in tune with the fact that Coach Cooley had his eye on the Georgetown job. And I, I'm not going to explain to people, and some people don't get it, it's, it's, it's a different quality of life. I'm not going to say it's a better. I would believe living in that area is, is actually it's a better quality of life. And I understand where he lives, but East Greenwich is a bubble compared to the rest of the state. So <clears throat> you have Virginia, you have Washington, D.C., which is beautiful. 
you're of Maryland, it's a nice part of the country to live. <clears throat> Some people won't get that. Okay, and yes, he lived in a nice, charming home in East Greenwich. I know the neighborhood. I know people that live there. <clears throat> it's not, well, anyhow. But my point is, where the program finds itself right now. So, now, if you go back a couple of years ago, Ed Cooley let it be known that Michigan wanted to talk to him. And Providence stepped up, and Coach Cooley, and, and again, listen, it's a business. <clears throat> and it's become more of a business because now college players can get paid and compensated. Uh, name, image, likeness. That has changed everything. You have, some people don't follow it. You have some college football players that are earning in basketball, football earning over $1 million a year. In endorsements, they can, in fact, now, and it's, it's huge business. And March Madness that took over television this past past year is is in fact it's it's big big business and with the gambling it's really big business but just getting back to providence college so after the keno davis era that that was a tough tough go and with coach cooley when he looked at the michigan job and i'm not convinced he was gonna go going to go to michigan but he used that situation to leverage himself a better deal at providence college where they essentially gave him the title like coach for life. Now, that may seem good, but he's not an, he's not at the end of his career. I believe he, he was born in 1969. So, you know, that puts him right around 53, 50, somewhere around there, 53, 54. So, you know, with coaching, he could easily coach another 20, 25 years. I mean, depending on that, Jim Beheim coached. For quite a while it is physical being at practice and the the grind of it but he could easily coach for another 20 years so he could end up coaching at georgetown for a very very long time but getting back to the program i think pc this should be some accountability they seemed clueless that he was not only eyeing the georgetown job but that there'd been some communication back and forth to the point, it, you know, when it was disclosed by certain members of the media that even going back March 3rd, they were looking at the housing and, and already looking to sell the house. Now, I, I've heard that he told the realtor everything should be wrapped up by the weekend. The realtor hears that and puts things in motion for that thing to hit yesterday morning at 8 o'clock. Now, in hindsight... And we don't know if it was him communicating with the realtor. Could have been a family member. You know, obviously, in hindsight, maybe you want that to hit. <laughs> Give it a day or two. Maybe say, yeah, maybe, but why don't we just wait? I'll, we'll talk on Monday. And then, you know, maybe Wednesday we'll put it up, blah, blah, blah. But anyhow, being that as it may, where does the program find itself right now? I think people are unrealistic. Providence College, they were paying Ed Cooley. They were paying him a lot of money and endorsements, and they can you get to do a camp and different things like that. <clears throat> but are they willing to pay a new coach coming in to pay that kind of money? I don't think so. That's number one. But going back to the Michigan situation, in hindsight, there was a coach who was available at that time, and that is Coach Patino. Coach Patino 
Coach Rick Pitino was looking for a team. It is still unimaginable that the president of URI, President Julie, they wouldn't even give him a blanking courtesy interview. Rick Pitino wanted the URI job. They wouldn't even interview him after Hurley left. If Coach Cooley said, you know, I'm thinking Michigan's making me an offer, in hindsight, hindsight now, which is always 2020, Providence College could have said, you know what, Ed, that sounds fantastic. And then, boom, on the phone. And I am telling you, if they had hit the timing right, Coach Patino would have been on the sidelines of either down at the Ryan Center or he would have been at the Civic Center or whatever we're calling it these days. <clears throat> but they didn't do that. They didn't do that. So where did Coach Rick Patino end up? He ended up at Iona. They took a chance on him. And, of course, he had success because he is a brilliant coach. He is one of the greatest college coaches ever. The guy is an incredible recruiter. And Coach Patino now has the opportunity to turn around the St. John's program, and they will be playing in Madison Square Garden. And for someone like Rick Patino, that is, you know, a phenomenal opportunity for him. But now, getting back to the Providence job, something else that no one is recognizing that's very significant has happened, and that is the emergence of, of UConn back in the Big East and with Coach Hurley. Now, in the past, when UConn was not in the Big East and they were not having a lot of success, Providence College was recruiting a number of different uh, athletes, students, high school students. They were getting some players out of Connecticut. The UConn program, strong, back in the Big East, and with Coach Hurley, that's a problem for Providence. That's a problem for Providence. And it wasn't lost on Ed Cooley. It wasn't lost on Coach Cooley. Coach Cooley leaving is actually good for the UConn program. UConn has a fantastic facility. I get it. Some people, they haven't been there. They don't get the attraction. There's an attraction, and it's that much closer to New York, which means, you know, you have two big recruiters right now that can pull a lot of talent out of that New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area in the form of Patino and, and Hurley. And you didn't have that a couple years ago. <clears throat> so that's problematic. The other problem that I see is, and I said this in the first hour, and I guarantee you no one else is going to report on this, but this young athletic director from Providence College, and he may mean well, but is Providence College, Cooley's getting $6 million to go to Georgetown, Right? So what did Coach Ed Cooley just do? He just bumped up. He's now setting the new bar. I'm not going to say who. Someone said, what about the coach that retired from Villanova? I, I don't know why, if you leave Villanova and you'd been the, you won the national championship with Villanova, and now you have a very cushy television job, why you would want to take on the Providence job. <clears throat> that escapes me. But here's the question. Not that he's not a good coach. But is Providence going to step up? Are they going to pay him? If Cooley's getting $6 million at Georgetown, how much is he going to want? $7 million? Is Providence College going to pay their basketball coach? No, they're not going to pay that. 
They're not going to pay that. Some schools could maybe pay that. And then if you ride the success of the program, they could pay that. No, Providence College is not going to do that. <clears throat> this athletic director, not everyone's going to get it. But he is emerging. I'm the guy. I'm going to pick. He's Jerry Krause. He's Jerry Krause saying that, you know, I think I could recreate the Bulls. I, um, I don't know. Phil Jackson's an okay coach. I could probably find another coach. And Jordan's good, but we'll find someone else. Right? Anyone that watched the big dance? Jerry Krause, he became convinced. Yeah, I can, I'll find another Phil Jackson. I'll, I'll find another Michael Jordan. Have the Chicago Bulls been good since Michael Jordan left? <clears throat> this athletic director, and again, I, I'm, I know this sounds like I'm knocking the guy, but this is the wrong, he's not going to get. He's not going to lure a, a big-time type of coach like that because they're not going to want to hear it. The coach that hired Rick Pitino at St. John's is Father Shanley, who he knew from Providence College. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to just leave Pitino alone. And I, I don't know enough about the Georgetown situation, but one thing I do know is they don't have a winning program and they want a winning program. And they've had success. They've won national championships. They've gone to the Final Four. So I would imagine to some degree they're going to leave and let Ed Cooley do his thing, Coach Cooley. So, But what I see is a PC athletic director. And what a lot of Providence College fans, uh, the Cooley, that didn't happen overnight. And, and I would argue at times I thought they were actually underperforming. But over time, you know, he certainly brought enthusiasm back to the program and got them going again. And then, you know, they've had times, obviously, ranked in the top 20. I'm not in any way arguing this success. But I believe that people are saying, like, they think it's going to be instant. It doesn't happen that way. This is going to have to be... A, it would be a young coach who would want to go to this type of program. And it would be a young coach. I'm going to go back, and maybe not everyone gets that, but if you've ever worked for a younger, some might say immature boss, who kind of always has to remind people, hey, I'm the boss. Right? I'm in charge. I want to remind if you ever been in a meeting with someone like that, I want to remind everyone I'm the boss, okay? <clears throat> I have worked for people like that. They're people that you never want to work for again. And I'll tell you who wouldn't work for someone like that is an experienced coach. A younger coach who's waiting for the big shot might put up with that. But an experienced coach is not gonna have want to take phone calls from the young athletic director who's never worked outside of Rhode Island, who went to Bishop Hendricken, who's been a PC since 2005, who has, listen, there's something that you, you they develop a very parochial, they think it's as big as it gets when there's bigger stages. <clears throat> uh, a younger coach would tolerate that. A more experienced coach is not going to put up with something like that. They're just not, I'm telling you. So... People will see um, over time 
that I believe, of course it's a desirable post, right? They're going to pay someone several million in order to coach a Big East team. And Providence College basketball has a, a, a reputation. A big, they've gone to the tournament the past few years. It's not like they're not going to fill it. But I think some people, some people are going to be disappointed that the program is going to now go through a lull for a couple of years. If you want good seats for PC basketball, season tickets, good seats, you wait two years. Because over the next two to three years, they're going to have some rough, rough times. Uh, until the new coach can get out there and start to recruit and get some players to come and get some junior college transfers and then lure someone who's not getting the playing time they thought at, you know, another program to come in. And But it's, it's going to take a while. And now you're already going to have some players... Hey, the way the NCAAs work now, players could leave and go play for Cooley at Georgetown. I mean, it's totally opened up. <clears throat> and his mission is to win at Georgetown. That's it. Um, and then it moves on from there. But just just watch. I believe, <clears throat> and I just I, I want to talk about the President Trump situation. Um, but people are going to be, if you want to get really good season tickets, just wait like two years. Because the next two seasons are going to be difficult. And they're going to hire a coach where people are going to say, who? What? That's who they hired? People, well, maybe Bill, why would Billy Donovan? Billy Donovan was coached in the pros. Billy Donovan had a very successful college career. You, it's, it's not, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll be surprised. I don't think so, though. This stuff moves, like, really fast. It's unfortunate that Providence really did not recognize what was happening, which was, and maybe does explain the end of the season, the team, the eye was off the ball. And, and they lost some games that it's very possible, you know, if you've ever worked with someone, once they get their mindset that they're leaving, the production value goes down, goes in the tank. Look at anyone that gives the two-week notice. After the first day, people, they don't care because they're not going to be there. And so they just kind of check out a little bit. It's human nature. It's human nature. Anyone, if you've ever had someone that they give their two-week notice, how much productivity do you really get out of them? The second week or even the second day after that. It's just not there. So um, so you're going to hear a lot of this. And it is going to be a lot of news and so forth. And I even heard the athletic director was saying, let me tell you, this is going to be a hot ticket when Ed Cooley comes back. I, I don't know about that. Let's see who the next coach is going to be a who. But that that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to hire someone. There's a good coach, probably young, who is at... A, has had some sex, success with a program and wants to move to a bigger program. That's who they're. That's how they got Coach Cooley, right? That's how they got Coach Ed Cooley. He was the coach at Stonehill. Uh, Patino had been the coach at Boston University. You, you. It's like a stock. You catch someone as they're coming on the on the way up. It's possible. It's it's possible they could get 
someone that's been out of the game and wants to come back in, but I don't know. Um, I mean, URI hit gold when they got Jim Herrick. Jim Herrick had been the coach of UCLA. He got chased out of there, but he came in, he got Lamar Odom, and boom, they were rolling. But, but I believe the, well, I just think people watch over the next few weeks. It's not as easy because I, I also think Providence feels like we're going to wait. We're going to wait till we get the right person. And then those people get snapped up. You have to have some people in the pipeline. You have to have people that you're thinking and kind of give them a wink. Like, hey, if anything ever opened up, would you be interested in being a head coach here? Have those conversations. That's, that's, those are my thoughts. I'm going to talk about President Trump right now. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Falcon Pest Services. Call today, 401-739-1322. Falcon Pest Services. Hey, first day of spring is here for a full day. Locally and operated, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Very simple, for pest control. And they're going to come. It's not like it's not going to happen. <clears throat> right now, as we speak, on this Tuesday, March 21st, Someone is going to say, I think we have a termite problem. Someone is going to say, oh my God, we have a bed bug problem. We have ants. We have roaches. Mice. Never a good look for a restaurant. Rats. Happens. Mosquitoes. Many other pests. Multifamily housing. Condos. Apartments. Single family housing. It is embarrassing, but they're not going to just magically go away. Let's pretend we don't have an ant problem. Let's pretend someone didn't see a mouse. Let's pretend we didn't see some roaches. Doesn't mean it's going to go away. One-time treatment, monthly service, quarterly. Falcon, think of the falcon. Boom. Swooping in. Falcon Pest Services. Call today. Free quote, 401-739-1322. 401-739-1322. Uh, find them on Facebook, and then online at falconpestservices.com. All right, enough about Coach Cooley, at least for now. Um, and I and I fully get, someone sent me a message, wait, why are you saying that about the athletic director? Um, he's a Hendrickson grad, good guy. I'm not saying he's not a good guy. <clears throat> I'm not saying he's not a good guy. I'm just saying if, if you're... An experienced coach, I don't know if you want to walk into a situation like that. So, But I do want to touch on, I think for all of the talk right now about, um, you know, as, as everyone is waiting now, right, waiting on the whole situation with President Trump, and, and now it seems false, that he's, in fact, not being indicted today. And I've already expressed, I don't think you're going to see um, this massive protest that they're talking about. I, I don't believe any of it. Someone was saying to me, no, I think the Democrat Party and George Soros and they're setting traps. I, I don't believe that. I'm seeing this right now. A grand jury will reconvene tomorrow to continue to weigh charges against former President Trump. Boy, isn't that unusual? He said something that didn't pan out. 
Folks, there are no massive protests, all right? Law-abiding citizens are not going to risk having their life turned upside down in order to get arrested at, at a protest. And, the, and no, there, there are no... Black Lives Matter, that whole movement has died down. It has. Antifa really has died down. And believe me, I would be able to track that. Um, I, I mentioned that this afternoon, I think it's still going, that there's going to be some people protesting on Post Road in support of President Trump, who asked his supporters to go out and protest on his behalf on, um, on Tuesday, today. Because he said, I think I'm being arrested. Well, you know, he's, he's not being arrested today. So I don't, but I think there are going to still be some people that, and I know, let me just find, there is a protest today. But I, 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 I don't believe this narrative that, first of all, and I mentioned that, here it is, rally for Trump, 5 o'clock today. 32 people are interested and 16 say they're going. I don't even think it's going to be that. I know the organizers, or at least I know one of them. He's a nice guy. But I initially posted this on the Facebook page, and I had to take it down because of the ridiculous comments. So for those that want to go, 1800 Post Road, they're not even at the Rhode Island State House, and I think they're just going to have some flags and wave. But there was someone posting, well, I'd be, I'd be careful because I think some members of the FBI and the CIA are going to make their way to Post Road and they're going to infiltrate and then they're going to cause havoc. Folks, it, it, it is like I, I, I took it down because it was, it was embarrassing for me to read a post on my page that, that someone actually believed that nonsense. So members of the FBI and the CIA are going to infiltrate six people standing with flags on Post Road in Warwick. If you actually believe that, I not only can I not help you, I, I had to take down the post because it was too embarrassing to see. But for all the talk about President Trump, political polls, 2024 National Republican Primary, what does it show? I'm going to tell you in just a moment, but right now at 1236. Folks, I want to remind you about Propane Plus. Call them today, Propane Plus, for all your heating and cooling. Call Propane Plus today, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Heating and cooling for all your propane needs. If you use propane, you're going to love and you want to deal with Propane Plus. Find their website. It's propaneplus.com. You type in the zip code residential or commercial it's propane plus call them today 401-885-4209 in massachusetts 508-252-3359 for propane plus now again folks good afternoon you're listening to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 and 99.9 .9 fm i don't think the truth social 
is I don't believe it's helpful to President Trump. I don't. No one got to me. I'm not with the Clintons. Some people are maniacs. I will post this on the Facebook page, though. But right now, political poll. Now, remember, a poll is, what is a poll? It's a snapshot in time. And then if you get some consistency there, it can certainly show patterns. I want to remind people, for people, some people, I don't believe any of the polls. I never get called. <clears throat> I want to remind people that many times the polls are right on the money. And a very good, the, the candidates use them. In 2016, the Trump internal polls were right on the money. They showed exactly where they needed to be, where you could get votes for, 100% on the money. The polling this past fall were exactly on the money on the race of Mayor Fung against Seth Magaziner. It's, it's very impressive. It showed exactly where it was for day of voting. What polls don't take into account, and it's impossible, are all the grabbing of the ballots. But the poll had <clears throat> Mayor Fung up 4% or points. After day of voting, Fung was absolutely above and at 4 points. It was the mail ballots that did him in. But anyhow, Republican primary, President Trump, 54%. 54%. DeSantis, 26%. Pence, 7%. Nikki Haley, she is running. She's announced. 4%. Right now, there's only, well, there's a couple of people that have announced, but Liz Cheney, 3%. The governor of Texas, Governor Abbott, is at 1%. Christy Noem, a lot of people like her, governor of South Dakota, 1%. Hasn't announced yet. Mike Pompeo, former Secretary of State, former Director of the CIA, 1%. Glenn Youngkin, the governor of Virginia, who was kicking the tires on it, maybe now not, 1%. Tim Scott. Senator Tim Scott, 1%. And then there's a businessman, Ram Swamy. He's at 1%. I do know former Cranston Mayor Steve Laffey has announced he's running, and I know he was in town. I think uh, it's very obvious that he... he I, I am reading... Who is being listed? And what is really significant about this is the way they have circled the wagons. If I'm reading this correctly, President Trump is up 28 points to now be at 54%. The next closest person is Governor DeSantis at 26%. Nikki Haley, who made the announcement, is at 4%. So I'm just reading the numbers. I'm just reading the numbers. Biden job approval, disapprove 51%, approve 47%. That's good for the Republican Party. Biden job approval among adults, 49%, disapprove 46%, approve. Registered voters, 50% disapprove, approve 46%. And then 
there's another one. But that, you, you, you can't argue with that. Here's a problem for, I believe, all of... Oh, this is interesting. I haven't seen this before. I like polls. Oh, this is three days ago, though. Florida Democrat primary. How would they fear in the state of Florida? Biden, 41%. Kamala Harris, 14%. Bernie Sanders, 11%. Mayor Pete, 8%. Elizabeth Warren, 5%. Amy Klobuchar, 3%. Uh, that Williamson woman, zero. But... And then Florida, President Trump beats DeSantis in Florida. Now, granted, DeSantis hasn't announced yet. And I, 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 I don't like the way President Trump is attacking um, Governor DeSantis now. I think he should back off that line of attack, calling him a groomer and accusing him of being gay, even though there's not that there's anything wrong with being if Governor DeSantis were gay. But it just seems a little juvenile for me but that's me. But the problems, there's several things here. The problems for these other Republican candidates is it's, it's basically like they're running against an incumbent president. President Trump is not the president, but I think that's one of the toughest things they're going to run into. As far as the rest of the field, you know, Chris Christie is supposedly still looking at him. He's, he's nowhere. Mike Pence by all accounts, is out there. I don't think he's the right. I don't. I don't think he's the right one. Nikki Haley, at four percent, is not the right one, and then some of the other ones fall into that. So as far as, and I'll stick with Mayor Laffey. We'll see what Republic New Hampshire would have to show. He would have to start to make some inroads in order to make some headway. And and it's my understanding the mayor is in New Hampshire. He's going to be there, I think, through May. Definitely this month, obviously. Next month. And I, I think through May. And needs to start to try to get some kind of groundswell going. But I, I believe a problem that they're going to run into. Um, is... Um, hold on, I want to think. I'm seeing that someone is tweeting that a state rep has filed. He's saying for CD2. I think he means CD1. But anyhow, I, I think that is the biggest problem right now. And for President Trump, for all of this talk, he's going to be indicted. And I um, I think one of the the problems that come in for the rest of the field. And, and I, I, I want to just again repeat, I, 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 don't, I don't understand. There, there's no reason to attack Governor DeSantis in that, in that manner. Um, they still let him go through the process. But you don't, you don't have to start resort to calling the guy a groomer. And oh, you know, like what is that? Are we bet, is that eighth grade? I don't even know if that's 8th grade. I don't know if kids in 8th grade even do that anymore. For Tr President Trump to be insinuating that Governor DeSantis is maybe gay, I, um... You know, yesterday President Trump was saying, now, if people protest, it should be peaceful. You, you can't keep... 
you know, it's late at night, boom, and it gets fired off on Truth Social, and then, oh, all right, maybe I shouldn't have said it that way. Like, is that ever going to end? Is that ever going to, like, at this point, and even the person that's representing him, that Joe Takapina, I, I don't, I don't think he's the most impressive. Uh, I, I, I believe that this does seem like it's an embarrassing case. It's a, it's a BS type case. There seemingly is some more um, serious investigations surrounding it, but. The way this Manhattan DA is going after him, there's, there's nothing positive about this. This is, no, it, it's bad. It is, <clears throat> it is bad from the, for the country. I'm seeing now grand jur jury hears from last witness. Maybe they won't do anything. Trump indictment would be unprecedented moment in American history. Old affidavit could undercut the defense. Rand Paul, the New York DA should be put in jail. How arrests could unfold. Barricades near court. You don't need barricades near the court. I'll tell you, these people that put out fake info. Yesterday, I, I called someone out. Someone posted a video, and it showed Fifth Avenue, Mid Midtown Manhattan. And it showed all of these cars and they had Trump signs, and they were stopping traffic. And they give people the impression, now these are Trump supporters, and give people the impression that that happened today. And, and it's, it's a fake, the video was from 2020. I remember when that happened. There were these Trump caravans, and then they made their way into the city. So, like, what is the point of fueling that and giving people the false impression that, that that was happening and that was happening yesterday. As I mentioned in the first hour, yeah, there was a protest yesterday of the New York Republicans. And there were maybe 10 people. There were more members of the media than there were protesters yesterday. I don't, all of this talk about, and I just want to find this, um, all of this talk about January 6th and why, I don't, why would he, why would he put that out like that? Because it's, it seems like an excuse for the media to, to then run with that and run with it. And they, they want to do the images of that. Um, Pro-Trump protesters claim low turnout by design. Does, does that make sense to anybody? Is there anyone? Dismal crowd at New York City Trump rally. Is, is that what you want? Oh no, it's by design. They're falling right into our trap. Members of the New York Young Republicans and the Long Island Loud Majority sparsely attended rally for President Trump outside the offices of Alvin Bragg. The leadership says, oh, we want to be clear, it's a good thing that no one showed up. 
There's more cameras here than people. Oh, we wanted a low turnout, said no one ever. The event turned into a media petting zoo. Others hid their faces. I had 50 cameras on me. Ridiculous. A man wearing an ATF hat. I don't know what that is. Who are all these people who won't give out their name? What a joke. How embarrassing. If you're going to have a protest, have a protest. If you could get a thousand people to show up, fine. I, I don't, and this business, people, they, no, the Proud Boys are gone. When people saw what happened and how the J6 people were arrested, January 6th, that was a one-off. That That is not happening again. I said this. I said it over the weekend. There's no more of this. That, that was a one-off. The only reason why people behaved that way on January 6th is because there were 50,000 people. So you had 500 jerks who decided it was open season and they could punch the police and some of the other stuff. Most of the people that were there, and I don't want to sound like CNN, but they, they were. And Tucker Carlson showed some of that footage. They were walking around, taking pictures, selfies in the Capitol. Most of the people left when they were told they were supposed to leave. <clears throat> some people damaged some of the offices, but all the fighting and everything else you see, that, that was a very, very small percentage of the crowd. But it's not like 500 people arrived at the Capitol and started fighting with the police. The whole advantage was there were so many more protesters than they were Capitol Police. And that's why it turned into, that was basically a riot. And you also saw a lot of that the summer of 2020. But that's not happening again. The Proud, the proud Boys are not going to go and do anything like that. When, when's the last time you saw anything like that? Anytime you see anything locally, they all hide their faces. If, if people want to get together privately in groups and call themselves something, and then, you know, then fine. For whatever reason, if they want to do that. But, but this narrative, so watch, like, ten, you know, tonight, the media is going to descend on Post Road looking for what? Looking for... Under 10 people standing there with blank Joe Biden flags or let's go Brandon or it it, it brings out it, it's it's not it's not happening. It's not happening. Regular people are too busy working and trying to raise their families and trying to live a productive life. The, the regular Trump supporters Regular people, they're not, they don't, they don't, they're not going to punch a police officer. They're not going to do things to get themselves arrested. They don't want to go through that. So any narrative about that, I, I and what, 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 what I find and why I said yesterday that it was a mistake was exactly this now. Now, no one is showing up. So now it's like, well, where are all the supporters? Oh, it, it was a low turnout by design. I don't believe that. That doesn't, no. What makes news is a large crowd would make news. But no, people don't want to turn their life upside down. 
Who wants to... All right, so you get... You punch a police officer. You get arrested. You have to hire a lawyer. Your name's going to be in the paper. Your face is going to be in the news. What? what where is the win there? Because you want to show everyone that you're standing up? I, I don't... Most people, in, in all they're doing is scaring people away. You still have people in jail from January 6th. Who wants to go through that? There were people that went there. And they didn't break anything. Maybe they entered the Capitol. Maybe they didn't. But they had to hire a lawyer. They got visited by the FBI. Who needs that? Nobody. Nobody. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by, now listen, in this time of uncertainty, and I also, there is a story locally of someone who the Boston Globe has targeted on running some kind of a con scheme, Dr. Mata. So what I want to tell you right now on this Tuesday is if you have a financial question, and a number of people lost money with some of these virtual coins, and, and I get it, the cryptocurrency, I'd see people posting, look at this, make a fortune. It's the fastest way to make money. It's the ultimate get-rich-quick scheme until then there's no money. But why not run it by someone that does this for a living? And that someone is Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial. Call today, 401-434-1510. Now, I'm also going to be filming him coming up because I want you to understand he is there. He's offering a free consultation. And especially for people that want to find out about long-term care coverage. Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial. Maybe it is retirement planning, but maybe it's just investment advice. Maybe you're not sure about something. There are a lot of people that bought some of these NFTs and the cryptocurrency. And they're out of, they're, they've lost their money. And there's, there's nothing worse. The worst feeling is, and I've said this, but people that gamble away their money and there's nothing left. I knew someone years ago um, developed a gambling problem, had come into some money and lost upwards 300000 Gone. Gone. The equivalent of like flushing it down the toilet. Terrible. Or lighting it on fire. Gone. Not even like a bad purchase. Not even like, well, we bought something and we only got half our money back. Nothing. Zero. Gone. Fun night in the casino. Folks, Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial. Why not get some free advice? 401-434-1510. Offices located at 400 Massillon Avenue. He's Providence. He's our guy, Tom Bryan. Well, folks, at 1256, now right now, unless something changes, it certainly seems as though nothing is happening regarding the um, that there's I don't see there's nothing about an indictment for President Trump. It's it's not happening now. Next hour, I'm gonna, I'm going to talk about some of the local news. Someone asked me to talk about um, Helena Folks. I think that is interesting, but. Ted Nisi had a good story about um, Ted Nisi had a good story that that Speaker Sakachi met with Senator Reed.
Speaker Joe Sakachi really looked long and hard at running for that Congressional District 1 seat that Congressman Cicilline is leaving. And, um, and looked long and hard at it. But Senator Reid had, a, a, I think they got together at IHOP and basically said, listen, it's, it may not be, you know, if you want to do it, go in open eyes. Um, but it's, it may not be what you think it is. Washington's a very partisan atmosphere right now. And it's not the way it used to be. It's, it's very much, you know, a partisan divide. And all the back and forth, and you get assigned to committees. So as far as Helena folks, and she put out a statement. I, I believe there, there are certain people, they, they just operate better when they are a mayor. They are a governor. When they are the CEO. When you're the mayor, it's the closest thing or governor, you, you, you act more as a CEO type. And there's a different personality type that comes into that. So Woonsocket Mayor Lisa Baldelli Hunt, she is the mayor of Woonsocket. She is in charge. She operates it as, you know, she's the boss. She's a CEO type. Gina Raimondo, Commerce Secretary Raimondo said, I really have no interest in running for Congress all these legislative committees and blah, 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 and hearings. Some people, they like it. Some people, it, it, it fits more. But, and I believe Helena Folks, you look at her track record, she was CEO of CVS and then had a success with other companies. She is not, let's get together. You're just another voice on the council. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think that is someone that really looked at it and they know their personality type. I believe her not going for the office, real, it shows a true discipline of who they are, what their strengths are, and, you know, is that something I really want to do? And it sure sounds like in 2026, one of two things is going to happen. Either Governor Key's not running for re-election or he's going to have a challenger because she, she's got the, her eye on that. All right, next hour is radio only, AM 1380, 99.9 .9 FM. You can listen online at the website, Dupitro.com. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. Again, folks, the big news, there's still no arrest or indictment from President Trump. I will be doing Facebook Live later. We have another hour to go on this sunny Tuesday on the John DePietro Show.